Are you a sneakerhead? Yeah, boy! A baller? Ballin'. Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. Nice take by James. Oh, he stops! LeBron James puts it down in the face of James Johnson. Kevin Durant way outside, delivers! Kevin Durant from downtown, it's a six-point game. And it goes off to Kobe, good one rise Kobe underneath, puts his nose on the line again, makes the basket, he's fouled. Oh, what a play. And Kobe, after he was fouled, after the ball nestled in the net, he waved to a cameraman down in front, says, take my picture, baby. Sixers running the break, Iverson accelerating to the jam. It's kicks and bricks, where we got game on the streets, and on the court. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. Welcome to a brand new edition of Kicks and Bricks. Pulling up today is one of the best young actresses in Hollywood. Janice Conchado. How you doing, Jay? What's going on? What's up? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for that awesome intro. (laughs) All right. So, like, you're one of the best up-and-coming young actresses in Hollywood. Like, when did you get bit by the acting bug? Wow. Um, Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, For me, it was when I was eight years old. I think a little bit, a little earlier than than that, but I think uh, I started when I was three. I would put all this music and be all dramatic for years in class. And since then, I've been acting ever since I was eight years old. It's been a crazy ride. Um, it's been over, I don't know, like 17 years doing this. All right. So, like, from an artist standpoint, like, who are mm-hmm. some actors or actresses that yes. you looked up to and kind of, like, molded your craft after? When I was a, uh, sorry, most of the TV that I watched was Spanish. So a lot of the actresses that first inspired me were Latina actresses in novellas. And so, you know, the first little kids that I saw were in novellas and they were all dramatic. And um, Dana Paola, for people that are in the Latino community, Dana Paola, Belinda. Um, in the English world, one of the first actresses that really inspired me were, you know, Dakota Fanning because she was young. So for me, it was like seeing young girls do it was the first thing that inspired me to do it because I, I was like, Well, mom, you know, these kids are doing it. I want to do it too. And then later on, watching people like Sandra Bullock, Meryl Streep, um, you know, right now, Zendaya is one of the actresses that I really admire at the moment. Zendaya and, um, you know, I I think that I've been, every day I I see someone else and I I get inspired by them. So it's really hard for me to say, oh, this one actress, because I, I really admire the people that are working, and, and I, um, I get influenced by all of them, you know? It's, it's really hard to say one or the other, because every actor brings something different to the table, um, you know? And it's, it, it was beautiful to see even, even my castmates on Sneakerheads, seeing their preparation was also an inspiration. Um, but yeah, it's really hard. I'm sorry that I can't give you a, a, my favorite actress. It's, uh, I, I always get asked this question. It's so hard for me to, to, to pick one. <laughs> you know, um, you mentioned Zendaya earlier. Like, did you see Malcolm and Marie on Netflix? 
I have not seen it. I have not seen it. Have you seen it? Can you tell me? Should I watch it? Uh, um, well, in my opinion, it's just a toxic relationship, basically. <laughs> and it's just scaring me off of, off of like getting serious because I can't take all that stress. Uh, no, I know. I feel like talking about toxic relationships recently, I've been talking apparently like everyone loved um, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper on uh, what's the name of the movie? Right, I can't remember right now. Um, uh, all I can think about is the, the song. What's the name of the song? I, I mean, the movie, I completely forgot. Uh, wow, I suck right now. But you know that movie, like Lady Gaga and their like toxic love in that movie. I, I'm going to be so mad at myself when I remember the name. Um, but it's about toxic love as well. And and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not that into toxic love films, you know? Like, I'm all about that beautiful like the notebook i'm a, I'm a sucker for that i'm a sucker for like good stories good love stories i don't know i feel like i've had too many toxic relationships in my life and now i'm like so so against them now i'm like no that's not love that's like that's not <laughs> you know you know you mentioned a notebook you know i may or may not have been watching it one day when i was supposed to be watching um, the NFC Championship game, and um, some people might have caught me watching it, and I just blame I couldn't find the remote. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The Notebook is by far my one of my uh, one of my most like I I absolutely love the Notebook, and that's another actress. See, like it's really hard because like I can even mention Rachel McAdams in that film. It's still till this day one of the best performances I've seen. Um, and it was just so genuine. And then, you know, they fell in love. They fell in love in real life. So it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing when it comes with acting. Sometimes you get so into the role that, that they even fell in love. Um, but The Notebook is by far one of the best movies. And, and Rachel McAdams did, did an amazing job. I think that it's, she's one of the actresses that I admire the most as well. But again, it's just, it's crazy. You know, as, as, an, as someone that's coming up and as a person of color too, you know, I, I, I am grateful because... I'm Latina, so I can see so many other actresses that a lot of people in the mainstream media don't even see because I also have this whole other market, which is the Latino world and the Hispanic, you know, the Hispanic in, in Spain. I'm inspired by Penelope Cruz, for example, or example, um, Salma Hayek is amazing. She's one of the best actresses. Have you seen most of her movies? Well, not the latest ones, but like the past ones, I've seen most of them. She's great. She's great. She's awesome. Anyway. <laughs> so, like, over the last few years, like, I've seen you in a lot of shows and playing in a lot of different roles. But one that stands out is Little America. Did that, like, kind of hit um, close home to you since, like, oh the basis God. of the shows is about immigration? Absolutely. Absolutely. It did. Um, You know, you. I mentioned briefly that I've been acting since I was eight, but um, you know, I started in Puerto Rico. And so I started when I was eight, I did soap operas here. I did a couple of TV shows where I was like the guest star. And then later in life, I moved when I was about 17, I moved to Los Angeles. I've worked in a couple of, of different films and projects, but Little America is one of those projects that it, it was more than just acting. 
it became it became a bigger purpose. It became something bigger for me. It was something it, it felt like the character that I was playing, which is actually inspired by the story of the real life. And I say superhero because she is someone that I really admired. Her name is Reina Pacheco. And she's actually, you know, the story is based on her. And and it was so beautiful to get to to not only act, but also portray the story of a lot of immigrants and doing so in a way that it, it was beautiful. It was highlighting the stories in a beautiful, magic, heroic way, which I think that as a person of color, I want to be doing more. You know, I want to keep doing things that that portray us in, in a beautiful light, that show us as humans that you know, that are heroic and that do amazing things and that are changing people's lives. And a lot of people still message me and say, you know, I cried so much with your story in Little America because, you know, it's it's about the underdog. It's about the underdog doing an amazing thing. And and it's not all, and, you know, someone mentioned me, mentioned the other day, she, he was telling me, you know, I was going through a very difficult time in my life, but when I watched that movie, I mean, that that show, that episode, I felt so much better because I knew that, you know, even though life wasn't going well for me at the time, it's not about winning. It's about doing it. And it's about just continuing to do that dream and following that dream. So yeah, Little America is definitely one of the best projects I've, I've definitely worked on. Did you have to train any to um, learn how to play squash or did you just kind of just get in there and just do it? Absolutely. Um, I actually, so I worked on Sneakerheads and then we wrapped, I think, the 13th of March, March 13th. And then I had to be on in New York the week after to start uh, practicing and learn this whole new sport that I've never played in my life. And we practiced for about five days before we started shooting. So we got to we got to practice for five days. And yeah, and I have to become a professional squash player in less than a week. <laughs> so it was it was crazy, but it was honestly I had the best coach. Um, and I, a lot of people that were working with me, a lot of the, the people that were extras or, you know, they were um you know, even the girl that I played with at the end of the show, of the episode, um, they were actual squash players. So most of them helped me a lot. They made me look good, which I'm incredibly grateful for that because they really helped me stand out in the performance. It was awesome. I really loved. Have you ever played squash? No, I've seen people um, play at Columbia, but me, no, I never played. No, it's an amazing sport, but it's more than just a sport. I feel like it's a game, you know, it's, it's a it's a mind game. You really have to be tricking the other person. So the whole sport, like the, the concept of the sport is to trick the other person into thinking that you're going to uh, you're going to throw the ball into a particular place and actually do the opposite of that. So it, it was really fun. And, and it really it taught me so much even about the acting world that I didn't even realize in the moment. But it, it taught me to be present. And so in the game, you always have to be present. You always have to be there in the moment. And and that helped me a lot in the acting as well, because I had to be really present. And and I think that's why that's why I, I think it's one of the best my best performances, to be honest. You know, I haven't seen all the episodes of Little America, but mm -hmm. from that from 
but from the episodes that I've seen, like your environment doesn't have to dictate your narrative or the outcome of your life. And that's what I took from it. Absolutely. Um, you know, I got to work with a lot of people that were actually, they were not friends, but they had seen of Reina Pacheco, who was, who's, you know, the, the girl that Marisol is inspired by. Um, and, you know, a lot of those people come from very low income families and homes, you know, it, it was, but the, the beautiful thing about this show is that it, it shows people that there's no limits. You know, and one of the things that I want to even teach people with my own career is that, you know, this little girl from Puerto Rico, an island, you know, in the Caribbean was able to dream and say, you know, when I was eight years old, I would say, I'm going to be an actress in Hollywood. And I would do so almost like a declaration. I would do so like, oh, yeah, it's a fact, you know, it's going to happen. And sometimes I go back to that girl and I say, wow, you know, like that girl you know, she had a dream and everything that I'm accomplishing now, it's, it's thanks to all that hard work. But, you know, I, I just hope that people that see my story and, and see little America realize that at the end of the day, you have the power to accomplish anything you want. You have the power. There's no limits. There's literally no limits. I believe, you know, it's crazy because I'm all, I love philosophy and all of that. And, and I believe in magic. And I think that when you want something and you dream it and you, and you go for it, you can actually make it happen. So in Little America, that was more on the dramatic side of things. Do you have like a preference in the roles that you play? Like, do you like comedy, action, or do you like the dramatic roles? You know, all my life I've said that I love drama. I've always done drama. I actually was really scared of comedy, to be honest. I was I was really scared about like of it, but then lately, you know, the mo lately I've been doing a lot of more comedy and I think that I would definitely love to keep, keep doing that because the thing about comedy is that it is still very dramatic in the way that you do it. You know, you still have to, you have to be a hundred, you have to be so serious in the comedy so that it is funny. And so the moment I, in my head, the moment I just, instead of separating the two and just treating them as just a realistic thing and, and treating them both as, you know, their own reality, it just became, it just, I don't know. I guess I love them both. You know, I love them both. It's, it's a different thing. It's, you know, when I did sneakerheads, it was more fun, you know, because, um, and not more fun, but it was just different. It was like, I, I got to relax a little bit more I was laughing because of my co-stars so you know I don't, I don't really have a preference I love both I think they they give me something different each each time and I and I hope that I can keep doing different things I don't want to marry to one or the other so was sneakerhead like a reflection of your real life personality a little bit you know I think sneakerhead's definitely Nori has the side of me that is tough that you know in in puerto rico they or not in puerto rico but you know she has balls you know she really she she's someone that that is not easily intimidated and i think that she definitely has that side of me that's a hustler that um that is opinionated that is uh that is tough that knows what she wants and i definitely have that side of me um but i definitely also have this bubbly side of me and this very kind and very sweet and like 
I want to, you know, I want to be friends with everyone, which is very different from Nori. Nori, yes, she's she's a cool girl, but she's she's definitely cooler than me, you know? <laughs> I think she's like the type of cool that doesn't try to be cool, which I, I love. I love that she's just likable in a different way, you know? All right, so for like sneakerheads, did you do anything to kind of like immerse yourself in sneaker culture or did, or were you like already involved in um, sneaker culture? I was not. I was not at all. Um, when I got the part, I got the part about two days before I had to be on set because I was the last um, the last uh, castmate uh, member to be to be added or to be to to join the cast, and so. Um, I basically, the one thing that I did was to watch Sneakerheads, the documentary on Netflix. And a lot of my friends, I would ask them like, okay, what sneakers do you like? Why do you like them? And then as I was going, because of the, you know, I didn't have much time to prepare. As I was going, I was doing that research. I was having the conversations with my castmates, with the showrunners, which are, you know, the showrunners are actually big sneakerheads. I don't know if you had a chance to talk to them, but they are the biggest sneakerheads I know. Um, and so through that, I got to really, you know, understand the culture. And even after the show was released, because, you know, when I was shooting it, I thought, I thought a lot of the things that we did was an exaggeration. Oh, no. When I was, you know, when I was doing it, I was like, oh, this is like, we're exaggerating, you know, we're trying to be funny. Like, this is, you know, we're like, this is real, but not that crazy. And then, and then when the show came out, and I've had these conversations with other sneakerheads, I'm like, oh, oh, okay, so so this is a hundred percent real. Everything that we did, it wasn't really an exaggeration. It was, it's how it is. It's actually the game of you know, it's it's how how the sneakerheads, uh, I mean, the sneaker culture works, which I was really impressed by. And now I think. I've definitely admired the culture more. Um, I have now uh, a couple of sneakers, which was very different from before. I only had my Doug Martens before, and now I have a couple of sneakers. Because oh, <laughs> I was such a Doug Martin type of girl. Like, I'm always with boots. Um, and so now I, I know a little bit more. I admire, like, now I have a good sense of, like, what I like. Like, one of the things that I realized, I'm, I really like GCs. Like, GCs are definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I definitely like Nike Adidas. I like the off whites. Um, I like uh, I, you know, the ones, the one pair, the one pair that I've been using a lot have been the the Air Machetes, which Air Machetes are actually uh, a sneaker that dropped from Puerto Rico. Um, and so I've been using them a lot because it, it means something to me. You know, it's about Puerto Rico. It's about the culture. It's like kind of like an anti-colony uh, type of sneaker which which I love and and you know one of the things that I realized in the process of this was that sneakers have to mean something to you and and that's something that I didn't understand before a lot of people you know have sneakers because they they mean something because they you know even even as seen in the show the reason why the sneakers meant so much to me at the end is because of my dad or why for Alan Alan Maldonado's character it was because it was you know it, it it meant it was kind of like a for him it meant that it was like it was kind of like a a reminder of their first date so you know I've definitely learned to admire the culture and 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 now I I want to 
you know, keep buying them. And be, I think, you know, I was joking with my friends because I feel like I'm still a, a freshman sneakerhead. <laughs> I'm like a freshman sneakerhead. I'm like still learning. And <laughs> you went from Doc Martens to all flights. That's a real come up. Uh, I know. I know. And you know what? I was looking into the Yeezys that, uh, the 1050 that, uh, that Kanye is bringing. The ones that look like boots. And I'm like, ooh. You, you even know the names of them. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying. Like, I, I, I'm trying to be more like Nori. <laughs> She's like a really cool girl. Like, I'm trying to, to keep up. But um, those are the type of shoes that, and sneakers that I would, I would wear. Because, you know, it's kind of that, it's kind of like the in-between Nori and me. You know what? <laughs> um, the, the thing I like most about sneakerheads is, like, it brought me back to, like, the chase of sneakers. Now you have to win a raffle. And you have to wait in lines and do all this extra stuff. Like back in the day, like you actually have to chase yep. after. Them. And that's what I like most about um, sneakerheads. So for you, it's the game, back right? Back to that time. Pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's the adrenaline, I think. It's the adrenaline of, of like, am I going to get them? You know? And then I think it's when, once you get them, it's like, oh, wow. Like that just sense of accomplishment. Which I definitely, I, I understand why, because, you know, as for me, you know, for me, you know, acting has been bad in a way. I'm an acting head. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've been, for me, and it, it's the same adrenaline, you know, as an actress, you don't always get the parts that you want. But the game is, okay, I'm going to do this audition and hopefully I get something, you know. Hopefully one day I'll, I'll book the part. So I understand that that type of adrenaline rush, and I, I know it's a weird comparison, but <laughs> but it made sense to me. <laughs> and your blood really starts flowing if 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 there's a fight or or something breaks out at the stop. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But in real life, like amongst the sneakerheads cast, the regulars, like who had the best rotation? Oh, um. Man, I might get in trouble here. Um, I might get in trouble here. Uh, I think uh, the fight is between Allen and and Batch. Honestly, I uh, I kind of want to say a name, but I don't. You know, <laughs> I don't. I can't. I'm just gonna say between them two. I don't know. I think them them <laughs> two uh, have a good fight. <laughs> All right, play safe. Play no, safe. they they really are. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play it safe, you know. It's definitely between, at least Matt is not going to get mad at me, you know. But Alan, Alan and Bag definitely have like a little sneaker high competition. A friendly competition right there because they're, they're, they both are on the loop with the with the sickest, sickest uh, sneakers, you know. They, they definitely have it. And, you know, I love that Alan dropped his own sneakers. That was awesome, too. That was really cool. Like, would you ever get into customs? I would definitely do. I would definitely do. I think that's one of the things that I would love to do later on. Um, you know, and the reason why I wasn't so into sneakers before is because I thought they weren't as female-oriented. You know, in the beginning, I think that now they're a big, you know, they've they've evolved a lot. They're more colorful. Um, evolving uh, sneakers are awesome. Like, I think that's definitely on my lane. Um, but I'll, definitely, I love stylistic things that have a lot of color. So at some point, I'd love to do some customs. Definitely. Absolutely. You know, 
you know, at some point in your sneaker journey, you're going to be faced with, um, like, spending your last bit of money on a pair <laughs> of shoes or choosing to eat. Like, so if you had that, if you was in that boat, no, what would no. you pick? Man. I mean, because me personally, I've been in that boat. And oh, my I God. You picked the sneakers? Yep. Oh, my God. Wow. I, you know, I, you know, I've been attacked. <laughs> this is funny because there's emotional people and then there's the logical people, right? <laughs> and I definitely have to be more of the logical person and say I need food. But I am, I respect it. You know, I respect the hustle and I respect I respect it. So I, you know, I hope I don't get to that place, but I understand. I understand. And I honestly, I, I, I know why I know why I've definitely, I'm in that, in that position, you know, right now I'm, I'm about to drop my first single as a, as a independent artist. And, and we've been talking definitely about, about possibly creating my own sneakers. Um, but I'm such, you know, I'm, I've always been, a very spiritual person and so even if I create my own sneakers down the line I definitely want them to mean something to people you know um you know but I I respect that I definitely respect the hustle and, the, and that adrenaline rush you get man but I hope that you eat you know I hope that at some point I'm worried about you oh no now I'm older I won't do that now but but back when I was in college definitely Wow. I don't, I don't even think twice about it. Would you keep them or would you later on try to flip them? Well, it depends. It yeah. depended on the shoe. Like if I needed quick 500 bucks, I would just sell it. But if it was something that meant a lot to me, I would just keep it. So now, like I have shoes I've never worn. And those shoes are like 12 years old, 14 years old. And like now I now I have no space for them. Well, that's the downside of the sneaker game. Wow. You just wow. run out of space. You but, yeah. <laughs> but wait, wait, wait. I, I, I don't know if I missed it, but are you planning on keeping those that are 12-year-old um, sneakers? You know, they're basically a full child at this point. Um, <laughs> I mean... Are you trying to uh, sell them or now you're just like, you know, they're a collection? No, no I think there's like an emotional attachment to them. So yep. I don't think I can ever. I mean, like now I have sneakers that's like 30 years old. I started buying OG Jordans. That's like wow. That's like falling apart if you touch it. Wow. So now I keep those like in a cold room so it won't disintegrate even more. Uh -huh. so yeah, I'm, that's I'm just, crazy. So do you have like a whole room that's like a fridge basically? Yeah, like I have a, um, uh -huh. two, I have a two bedroom. And like one room is just for sneakers. Wow. That's, and even that, man, that's just, awesome. I just ran out of space. So I got some in storage unit, got some home. I got some at my grandparents' house. I'm just all over the place. Wow. Wow. You're a true sneakerhead. I feel yeah. blessed to talk to you right now. <laughs> and you're out no, there honestly, in LA. I, I, really, I really admire what you're doing. Like, I would love to see your collection. Do you have them in boxes or do you have them like, do you oh, have them kind um, of like in a good? I try and keep the original box because um, 
it keeps the value up, but like Absolutely. over time, the boxes get messed up. So I just put them in the plastic for those. Absolutely. Wow, that's awesome. You know, I for me before be you know before I understood the love for sneakers, I understood the hustle, and and I really love that as well. I really love that you can buy a shoe, buy a sneaker, and then down the line, multiply the money and flip them. Like I definitely, that's something that a lot of people didn't, even my dad, I was trying to explain this to him the other day. He's like, no dad, like this is a business. Like you're an investor. Come on. Like you haven't tapped into the sneaker world. Come on. Like you're missing out. (laughs) I used to have bots and everything. No, no, that's crazy. I'm delving more into it, and and I and and I have so much admiration for people like you. Like I think that we are in a booming. How do you say this? Like it, it's booming again. I think that it died for. I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I want. I want you to tell me. Like, do you think that now is a really good moment for sneakerheads? I mean, like, there's a lot of culture vultures out there. So, like, a lot of people they're just into sneakers just because. So. Right, right. So, like, if you really want to be into it, you have to be a part of it, and you have to love it. Yeah. You just can't buy a shoe because you've seen somebody on Instagram with it, because that's what the game is at now, to keep it a buck with you. Like, you have to have a love for sneakers. Like, a lot of people now, they just buy sneakers because they see somebody on Instagram with it. Yep. Yep, I agree. but yeah, so um, you're out there in LA. Have you ever met up with the shoe surgeon? He did a shoe for me. A few no years way. Back for um, All Star Weekend, yeah. What? Um, Do you have a picture? You have to send that picture to me. Yeah, I'll I'll send it to you. I no, have to I haven't actually. I, I haven't have at all. It, yeah, it was um, it was an Air Jordan 13, but it was snakeskin. So, yeah. Oh my. Oh my god, I have to see that. I and definitely I came, have to see that. And I came all the way to LA just to get it. Wow. Wow. No, I haven't. I haven't had a chance. Um I I definitely have seen a couple of people. Um I've been you know, I have even the people that created the Air Machetes, we've been in conversations of possibly uh as I mentioned before, doing doing a pair of, of sneakers. Um but again, you know, it has to mean something to me. It really does. Um, previously, I, I'd never, you know, I, I'm not, the, I'm not the type of person to be really attached to a lot of things in in my life, um, unless they mean something. And so, for me, it's really important that that they mean something or that they represent something. And I think that's why I've been wearing the the air mushrooms so much. Have you seen them? Yeah, I've I've seen them. Yeah. I, was, I was looking on your Insta. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So, you know, having that, that spirit, like not a spiritual connection, but I definitely have some sort of connection. Nike released an Air Force One, like it kind of celebrates Puerto Rico. So I think that would be a good shoe for you to, um, to get. Absolutely. You know what? And I think the, the problem with that one was that, and the reason why, you know, this is just being a little bit more, um, anal about about it but uh the reason why a lot of puerto ricans didn't like that one was because they didn't use the right blue um but i definitely would love to get those even those i would like to 
style more and, and turn them a little bit like I would definitely get some drawing in it or something. Like I would love to make them a little bit more girly. All right, so, <laughs> so they fit me. All right. So um, what's next for you? What, um, do you have any special projects in the works that you want to promote? Um, definitely. You know, right now I am focused on the music. Um, I have a couple of things that I'm developing uh, as a writer. I'm also a writer and producer. So I am currently developing a Christmas movie. We'll see if that's something that uh, happens very soon and I'll definitely keep people posted. Um, I'm also working on my new music um, and I'm about to release my single on February 26th called Magia Bendita. So I hope that people can join me in this new adventure. When can we expect a full-length album from you? Um, we don't have a date yet. Um, we're going to see how it goes with the singles. I'm a new artist, so at first I would like to start uh, dropping singles and seeing how they go. But as I was talking with my team, I think that possibly in October. So right. we'll see. We'll right. see how it goes. All right, so, so that's something we all can look forward to. You know, I Definitely. I want to thank you for joining us today. Like, I really enjoyed this conversation, and um, hopefully, the next time we speak, you'll have at least thirty more pairs. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? You're you're basically you're basically my sneaker guru at this point. Like, we have to be in contact. You know so much more about sneakers than I do, and I really feel like you need to keep like cooking it up. Tell me like what I need to see, what I need to check out, like. <laughs> I really, I really feel like I'm, I'm in freshman, and you're like a senior in the sneaker. Well, at this point, you're not even a senior. You're like a senior in oh, college. No. <laughs> not at this point, I'm about to retire. <laughs> you're, you're basically a doctor at this point. You're like the sneakerhead doctor. <laughs> no, it was a true pleasure to talk to you, and, and I hope that, you know, I can continue in the sneaker, sneakerhead game. I, I continue learning, and I continue. Um, making people in the sneakerhead culture proud because, you know, Nori is defi definitely a character and someone that I admire. And I hope that, that at some point I become as cool as her. 